With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Throw them up. Lay it down. Just like Matt Amari. Wrestling little half-ups. Gonna make it sorry. Feeling like the rock. Cause I'm driving the Ferraris. And we coming every week. And it's feeling like a party. Pull a Ric Flair, huh? Showing out like a young couple of huh? Best podcast, flusher than the air, huh? From the rings and we win it, don't care, huh? No cap. Throw them up, lay it down, just on that Mari. Wrestling little half ups, gonna make it sorry. Feeling like the rock, cause I'm driving in Ferraris. And we coming every weekend, it's feeling like a party. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Wrestling Rehab Up podcast. I'm your host, Mari Forth, and with me, as always, my co-host, Matt Scott. Matt, how's it going? You know what? I, I will say <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't going that well this week has been a lot. Um, but you know what? Uh, that Our theme song always puts me in a good mood. So I'm just it really happy does. to be here and happy that we could be having this episode with the conversations we're going to be having because um yeah there's a lot to dive into and we're not yeah. alone we are not no alone today. no we're not so we have one of my close personal friends Ooh. a screenwriter actor uh you may have seen him on station 19 or you may have seen him in your favorite uh id discovery show mm-hmm. mr havan baraka havan how's it going thank you for having me more uh this really is a pleasure <laughs> no i've Generally, feel like there's an honor. Uh, it's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. Yeah. Wow. Are you also a voice actor on top of everything else? That you're smooth like butter. Uh, Come on. Um, These people I, are going to want you back just for your voice. They're going to get rid of me <laughs> and Mari, and you can do the show for us. Um, I I do do voice acting as well. Um, <laughs> no, it's funny because like the the last audition I just did, uh, it was like for this infomercial spot. They uh, they were like, "Do you do voiceover?" And I was like, oh, yeah, I do it from time. Like, can you do voiceover for us? And I was like, yes, I can. I would like a job. <laughs> yeah, that's for a price. Uh, <laughs> so, so Havon is one of me and my husband's oldest friends, um, diehard wrestling fan. At one point, uh, it would have been us on a wrestling podcast a few years ago. We had actually had... Um, uh, not failed. me actually being replaced. Yeah. Not <laughs> no. You. Oh no! It was. It was. Um. It, it was. It, my schedule was like just way too hectic, and I was would not have been reliable. And I just wouldn't want to do that to you know, James and Mari. Yeah. But, but yeah, he's yeah. also like we said, he's a great writer. So we all grew up kind of mm-hmm. just writing our own 
storylines amongst ourselves. Yeah. But other than that, Havon, can you tell the people, can you introduce yeah. your, yourself to our listeners and, and your wrestling history and, and you know, all, everything that you want us to t- want to tell them about your wrestling background and um, knowledge? So when I first saw wrestling, I was about two or three. I want to say I was three years old. I was walking straight up into the living room and I saw my brother. He was watching WrestleMania 7. And he was watching <laughs> Macho Man versus Ultimate Warrior. I didn't know. I had no context. I know what was going on, but I was like, I love this. And I just kept going that way. And back then, there was no Raw or SmackDown. It was like Raw's in April, SmackDown's in July. <laughs> like it's, it's in the equivalence of those. It was like Wrestling Classic yeah. and Superstars. Anyway, so I just kept watching. I was watching Faithfully. And it's ironic. Um, when Shawn, Shawn Michaels, at the time when I was young, he was... First it was Macho Man, then it was Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels, when he retired in 1998, I stopped watching. So I mm-hmm. missed yeah. all of the Attitude Era, arguably like the greatest time to be a wrestling <laughs> fan. And then yeah. when he came back, he came back when it was done during the regression <laughs> era, and yeah. I started watching again. Uh, but so I had to do a lot of catch up, like you know, through YouTube. Thank God for YouTube um, <laughs> on like wow. promos and matches and the Attitude Era and stuff like that. But I started watching when Shawn Michaels came back, and I watched it with a different lens. I watched it with mm-hmm. a writer's lens after that, mm-hmm. uh, which is like what Mari was talking about with yeah. me, her and you know James. And so uh, this is probably one of my favorite accomplishments. I earned so many brownie points with Mari and James about this. Uh, I had won uh this this contest or whatever like that to for cricket uh, and i actually got to meet sasha banks and seamus uh that what? was like one of my favorite one of my favorite achievements uh and so of course like you know we take pictures with them we take a video and i was like hey can you <laughs> say like uh like say hi to james and mar and she was like yeah sure and she was so nice uh I made her laugh that was that's all i needed made her laugh um i i still have the photos i still have the videos with her and seamus they were both Really, really nice, and I also got to meet the Undertaker. Um, such a such a random experience. It's that's more random than anything like that. But Sasha <laughs> one because Sasha's my favorite female wrestler. But yeah. oh yeah, what were you about to say, Matt? I'm sorry. No, no. This is there's a lot of connections to the podcast. Seamus uh, once uh, I think liked uh, no he replied he, to, he a replied tweet to our, our tweet yeah one, <laughs> yeah. one time. Uh, obviously, we love Sasha, but uh, and then you know uh, Chappelle, one of our prolific guests, did see the Undertaker at Walmart once. So <laughs> right, did he say anything? Just to him? really it, look. You can't you. Uh, that's such a listening. weird visual. Like, is, that, is that the Undertaker buying bleach? Like, like what? Right. He was like, buying like fruit snacks or something. Exactly. I don't remember what or Doritos. I can't remember what what Chappelle was talking about. But yeah, no, it's good to hear about your fandom too. And it's interesting because for me, growing up as a wrestling fan, which totally affects how I look at the shows today. Like, I always feel like I was watching with like the winking and nod of like okay i understand what this is like i also was so obsessed with like writing in notebooks and coming up with storylines and like you know i think that that wrestling draws that creativity out of people sometimes but mm-hmm. uh, also like it, I, I think a lot of it has it probably will relate to our conversation today because 
you know, we're all people who've really cared, not just about what we're seeing on the screen, but like what's going on behind the scenes, how it all works together. And I'm just glad that we could talk about it. Also, I don't think we've said Sasha and Naomi um, yet, but uh, people are like, because we're about to say it for an, another hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, if you don't um, like them, um, you should probably not listen to this episode. Yeah. Maybe this is in your part of the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to do things a little different today. Like, we're in a little bit of a somber mood. And this week, the headlines, wrestling, Twitter, wrestling news have just been dominated by what's been going on with Sasha and Naomi over the week. Uh, one of the, I wish, Havana, I wish we had you on here on one of our happier weeks, but this, this is right up your alley. A little bit of <laughs> shoot yelling about what the heck is going on in the WWE, I, I think. Ooh, we love it. Um, but we're going to just address the Sasha Naomi situation. We're going to go through a, as thoroughly of a timeline as we can from what we, we heard from other wrestling journals, journalists. We're definitely going to give uh, props to Sean Rossap over at Fightful. Uh, shout out to uh, mostly him, honestly. He really, him and Fightful, they broke the story like wide open. So um, any other uh, uh, sources that we, we have for the story, we will put in the show descriptions and show notes to make sure that we are properly credited. Uh, we properly credit them because we are not wrestling journalists. <laughs> Newsflash. Uh, this is entertainment. This is our opinions. So everything that we are um, getting, we're getting from um, uh, news sources. So we're going to try and um, make sure that we give everybody the proper credit. But yeah, yeah there will be no I'll... highlights of the week, y'all. There's no, no highlights. There will not There's be. no wrestling Sorry, highlights. This no week. highlights. <laughs> if you think we're going to talk about uh, insert highlight here, we're not. I mean, I think a lot of people know us well enough to know that this week's episode would be different, especially just considering last week's episode and check out Wrestling Rehap up Twitter if you want to see a couple of the highlights that Mari Poland posted where we were talking about Sasha really? and Naomi uh, and Ember Moon, or, aka Athena, um, and just Black women in wrestling last week before this all happened. Literally so, before all of this happened. Wild. But I just also wanted to say, in addition to obviously the wrestling journalism and all the you know, all the stuff that we'll be talking about. We also just, well, maybe just to kind of uh, start with like one reason I'm happy to do this podcast and love to do it is like, we have a great time, me and Mari doing this all the time, fun and shenanigans, all of the things. But also like, we are also here for these important conversations and, you know, each of us brings not only and all of us really, even including you, like we all bring our experiences in life and our identities to, um, you know, as black people, um, but also just like as people who care about these issues and have like some knowledge of like professionalism and unprofessionalism and white supremacy culture and all these other things so i don't i'm really excited to to dive in even though this isn't the best topic just because i feel like this is like why our voices matter in these conversations because not enough people are talking about this in the way that i think needs to be talked about yeah i completely agree so let's kind of start it off because like i i i say on this podcast all the time i don't watch raw live who watches raw live who wants to sit through three hours of well, a lot man. of fluff? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he's going to watch this all day, every day. <laughs> Damn it. I fast, I fast forward through the commercials and I am not ashamed to fast forward through some of the, the men's matches because we all know I'm not there for them. So 
when this like first happened, I was like, wait, what's going on? So we kind of get it. The the beginning of the story is very murky in a sense. Like we get that uh, apparently Sasha, Naomi, Dewdrop, Nikki, Becky, and Asuka were announced to be in a six pack challenge that night in the main event. The person who wins is the number one contender for Bianca Belair's uh, belt at um, Hell in a Cell, right? None of that makes sense. But anyways, that's what happens. But then shortly afterwards, we start hearing rumblings, mostly from Fightful. Like I said, Sean Ross Sapp was definitely breaking um, the back the backstage news as right. it was happening that Sasha and Naomi had left. And, um, you know, there was some disagreements over uh, what was going to happen that night and they have left the arena. So then we get uh, we get that the segment from Becky and Adam Pierce, where Becky like basically says they walked out, they left like just give me the, you know, the contendership and then it gets turned into Becky versus Asuka in the main event winner goes on to face Bianca at Hell in a Cell, which before we get into it, like why wasn't yeah. that the original plan? Like truly why wasn't that the original plan? Yeah. yeah like I agree. I thought that's where we were going this whole entire time. So what we end up hearing made no sense. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like, but I mean, like, that's the thing. We never have a direction. There's not a direction or there's not, you know, rarely we talk about long-term storytelling and rarely right. that is there because things change. I mean, even, you know, uh, <laughs> Uh, to give an example, it doesn't have to be a Naomi example, but the Naomi example of the Naomi Sonia feud where we're like, oh, this is beautiful long term mm-hmm. yes. storytelling. It's headed to a match at Mania. Nothing. Nope. We nope. saw what happened with that. So, yeah. um, you know, like the plans are constantly changing. This whole story is a great example of how plans are constantly changing. So, I mean, yeah so exactly because the six-pack challenge was not announced previously before the broadcast happened it's not like they announced it smackdown the following week or the you know the week before this was Mm -hmm. literally like it they announced it at the top of the show which we'll talk about that a little bit later by the way sean ross sap uh posted about 30 minutes before the show went live um with mention that this is like this is what the run is the run sheet or whatever is looking like this is what the match is going to be so he did mention the six-pack challenge 30 minutes before but obviously it's a lot more convoluted of what the actual plan was which we will talk about of course right so during the broadcast um we got comments from Corey graves who then proceeded to get rightfully dragged for the rest of the week. Havan, what did you think about Corey Graves calling Sasha and Naomi unprofessional live I, on air with a lot of glee in his voice? Yeah, I, I've, I've never, I've, I think we've discussed this. I'd never really like Corey Graves. Like, I don't like his commentating style. It's too distracting. Exactly. It's just very much, I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? It's very much like, it's very hammy. It's like, it's like, we get it. You don't like this person. Like, mm-hmm. can we talk about the match? Like, oftentimes I would see his partner trying to reel him back into the match that we're actually watching and i'm just like dude just just like i'm i'm over you like i he was he was by far one of my least favorite things to listen to exactly it's almost like him trying to put himself over on the announce desk like sir yeah like the, and- the constant bickering nobody yes. wants to hear you fight at the like or talk about like 
Yeah, and, and and I'm not gonna even like dive into all the other you know like other things that are annoying about him, like about every you know all of his uh, Carmela comments, which is like why no, this is not about you and but at all. But like the thing that um that really jumped out to me there is that I really feel like that started the wave of people calling Sasha and Naomi unprofessional and talking yes. about their unprofessionalism and WWE loves to bring up how unprofessional they are but Corey Graves kind of kicked that off obviously you know we know um, commentators have Vince McMahon in their ears so it, it, you know the words came out of his mouth but uh, you know probably from Vince McMahon's uh, brain or something like that so yeah. either way don't, don't love it did everybody say anything about Charlotte Back in November, about unprofessionalism or anything like that. No, nah, that is. I bet, I bet nobody said anything about that. I remember us going into that that next podcast. Like, what the f- happened? Like watching mm-hmm. that that segment with her and Becky, and being like, something's not right here. And it took like a few days for it to unravel everything that that like happened. And but it's just very yeah. interesting the handling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, well, they I mean, still still talk yeah. about her just like, oh, but she's this, she's that, she's that. Mm-hmm. It's there's all these great Charlotte promos. But you know, Sasha and Naomi to us justifiably like finally like are like, all right, we've had enough unprofessionalism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, and the, the other piece though, and you know, I feel like it's so early in the podcast, you know, like with the wrestling match, for instance, you want like the arc you need to like build. And then there's, I just, just to get to it, like for me, um, that's one of the things that just jumps out the most and how everybody is talking about this because one, nobody's talking about how unprofessional it is for WWE to air out the business of their employees. Like if any, I mean, and I will say this because I've tweeted this at a few people that I don't think it's right for us to necessarily apply standards of professionalism to WWE and its performers because WWE is this wild world where like mm-hmm. the way that yes. what's professional in any of our work really maybe Havon like you're the closest but like <laughs> really like in any of our work is not no, at all that does not apply mm-hmm. in WWE and it, it bothers me because everyone is so focused on Sasha and Naomi are so unprofessional really taking shots at Sasha especially they love that mm-hmm. um, but you know not bringing up how WWE continues to just irresponsibly um, drag these two black women and really put a target on their backs by calling yeah. them unprofessional and discrediting them but I'm ready. Well, I'm ready for the, for that bus to hear from them, you know, sooner or later about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Did you have want to add to that, yeah, please? Oh, oh no. I mean, you, you pretty much summed it up. It's, it's like I was saying, like you said, if Vince McMahon was like manager at a McDonald's, he wouldn't be able to do half the things. <laughs> that, he does. that clown exactly. would have been like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> exactly that. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Then we get... WWE releasing a statement and let me just make sure I have the correct timing on this because it is during the broadcast. Yeah, it was before it was before the main event. It was released at 1030. <laughs> WWE, I'm about to read the statement verbatim. Oh, and um be- but before I get into this, remember, uh hopefully you're watching us on YouTube. Um, we have the statement pulled up here. You can go to Rob has a, a podcast uh YouTube page and then um look up wrestling or hop up you can find us there mm-hmm. or if you uh still need to subscribe why haven't you subscribed yet go to rob has a website.com slash wrestling feed in order to subscribe mm-hmm. wherever you listen to your podcast but um so here we have the statement from wwe that was released during the show that a lot of people were like that'll make sense myself included so the statement reads when Sasha Banks and Naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon, they were informed of their participation in the main event of tonight's Monday Night Raw. During the broadcast, they walked into WWE head of talent relations, uh, John Laurinaitis, which also, like, fuck that guy. Like, why is yes. he still there? Oh, my God. When oh I, heard my this, God. I was like, who let him back in? Like- right. <laughs> um, uh, talent relations office with their suitcases in hand, placed their tag team championship belts on his desk and walked out. They claimed they weren't respected enough as tag team champions. And even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents, even though they had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequence. Monday Night Raw is a scripted live TV show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract. We regret we were unable to deliver as advertised tonight's main event. That so we're about paragraph. to, yeah, but, but, uh, yeah, yeah. we're gonna. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get so long. much here. Yeah. Okay, yeah. there's so, so much here. Let's so how let's, do we even break this down? Because let's just kind of go paragraph by paragraph. Uh, okay, thank you. Havad, Laurenitis, what yeah. is going on? First off, I mean, I, I mean, I know I'm always I'm a Jim Ross guy. And one thing that he has stated <laughs> mm. before is like to be in talent relations, you should be considering your talent. So mm-hmm. him, though, John Laurinaitis in that position, once I found that out, I was like, dog, it's not even like he was going to have their backs. Mm-hmm. Like, even if they like, I'm pretty sure like there was minimum effort on his end, even if they did discuss with him, like, hey, we're not comfortable with this. We don't like this. We disagree with this. I'm He's a yes man at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's. I've never been a Laurenitis fan, so it's yeah. And for all intents and purposes, it might yeah. seem like he might have been the main antagonist here, um, from what we learn later. But you know, we'll we'll talk about that. But even yes, but not. even like let's say that we don't know that for a fact. What this says to me, if I'm mm-hmm. just reading 
this in the moment is mm-hmm. that John Laurinaitis's relationships with Sasha and Naomi or, you know, his maybe his relationships with talent more broadly are lacking in some kind of way because he's as you kind of were pointing mm-hmm. to, you know, the Jim Ross thing. Like he he's he's not he, he's not succeeding at having relations these relationships <laughs> with, with the talent. Yeah, <laughs> uh, phrasing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, it's and, and and it's like, okay, so John Laurinaitis is somehow not able to do the job of um being able to work with and communicate with the talent. That's something I'm taking away from that paragraph. I know yeah. that's not what they were intending, but I mean, there's a you could see a world where there are not only other people in the role, but someone who's more effective. Even John Laurinaitis, Johnny Ace is more effective. And this situation could have been navigated differently. But I digress. Agreed. I'm just saying, Agreed. taking it apart paragraph by paragraph, that's something that kind of deserves attention. That so this third paragraph oh my god sounded like complete yes so even if it even if it was true it's gossip they but they said but even the phrasing they claims they weren't respected enough as tag team champions is a loaded statement but it's a loaded statement because it's saying you know they claimed they weren't respected enough which like are you implying that they are respected mm-hmm. enough as tag team champions? Could we acknowledge that there are ways that they are not respected enough? Um, again, I also would say, especially as black women um, in any space, but that's just an interesting line to me that it's I, almost me, saying that, they think they're not respected. Y- yeah. And I think they fair, but I think this whole like they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents. Exactly. Sasha That's- freaking banks uncomfortable yeah. in the ring with an opponent. That girl has wrestled everybody and yes. can wrestle anybody. Yes. Sasha and Sasha would not do that. I, I cannot imagine. I don't know Sasha Banks personally, but I cannot imagine Sasha like downing her coworkers like that. I generally this was to stir the pot. This it just generally felt like that. But let's let's even say let's even say that they were uncomfortable with their opponents. Like the thing that and what did they say here? They claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents, even though they'd had matches with those individuals in the past. Does that mean that just because you've been in the ring with people before that you're gonna always be comfortable with them? Maybe like there's so much there that there's they're kind of trying to say they've been in the ring with them. So why why do they have a problem with that? But um, I and I feel like I've I've brought this up on like podcasts more and more, but to me, my mind goes to like consent of things where it's like just because you give consent mm-hmm. for something once doesn't mean you automatically are giving it in the future. Okay. So it's just like the implication that they should be okay with getting in the ring and harming their bodies and putting really putting their lives on the line for mm-hmm. kind of you know poor creative and everything else. It, it's, it, it, it doesn't make sense. They're allowed to change their minds, but. Mm-hmm. step back even them saying they claim they weren't respected enough as tag team champions that still says like the any concerns that sasha and naomi had it's just falling on deaf ears it's mm-hmm. like you still didn't you're not even entertaining the thought like okay maybe we're bugging yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Let, let's be real yeah. here this paragraph initially buries dewdrop and nikki it, it has to be Everybody was speculating when this statement came out. They're not talking about Asuka and Becky. There's no way that Naomi and Sasha are talking about they feel uncomfortable wrestling with Asuka and Becky. So the the 
you know, the final, the uh, process of elimination. So you're trying to tell us that Naomi and Sasha are saying that they didn't feel comfortable with Nikki and Dewdrop in the ring. And that, when I first heard that, that was where I was just like, there's no, there's no way. Like, there's just completely no way. Only because um, Nikki and Dewdrop have been in the business. You taught, you said it last, last week, Matt. Nikki. Nikki Dewdrop has been in the the business for like 15 years. Yeah. So has Nikki. And there hasn't been problems before. So that's why I even like, I I feel like I agree with the consent thing you said, Matt, but I think this was completely made up. Like Havon said, just to stir the pot. And that's when everybody was like, something stinks. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just like, it's like, whatever it is, it stinks. Like, no matter how mm -hmm. you break it down, you're wrong for being against him in this. Yeah. He's just so reactive. And it's just like, even if like, let's just say cooler heads could have prevailed because it's like, now Mm -hmm. it's like, this does not give Sasha or Naomi incentive to even like really hear you out it's like okay this is what you're doing like we're trying mm-hmm. to explain to you how we feel okay you're not listening to us you trap us as we mentioned before like you mm-hmm. know how the situation goes now you're saying this now you're borderline lying or gossiping it's like but yeah. then you have the right. but then you feel you have the right to call us unprofessional yeah and publicly. Then twice mm-hmm. right because this is michael cole he was like they let us down i was like they let well, you down michael like yeah michael cole we'll, we'll talk about that don't speak for us but we exactly. will get there yes yes mm-hmm. but also they also released this during the broadcast so when yeah. again it was another thing where people were like hmm it sounds like they're trying to get their narrative out there as soon as possible as yeah. well that was another fishy it's thing true. because this had not happened before ex you know we'll um, not we'll talk about the the stone cold uh steve austin comparisons in a minute but this is they don't normally do this if something happens backstage like we said between um charlotte and becky or with tony walking out none of this is everything ever done and then in this fourth paragraph here they break kayfabe completely and say monday night raw is a scripted live tv show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract they Mm. they really i mean wwe been broke kayfabe they had to in like the the trials and all that but like they literally just undercut their whole kind of like selling model to bury these black women and it is jarring to see yeah but the other piece of it too even with that like that sentence almost doesn't make any sense to me because they're they're talking about how the characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract no well Mm -hmm. if we're gonna say that what we should be saying is that these people are expected to perform the requirements of their contract and again to break it down it's ridiculous that they put this out publicly because we don't know the working like we don't work at wwe we don't work with their work culture we don't know what that's like mm-hmm. and yeah this it's just wild though that they refer to them as characters here after everything else when i mean i would assume that they would just call them performers but um mm-hmm. that's what i figured yeah very yeah, yeah i think very it's minimizing their i mean it I don't know if it's in, if it was super intentional, but it kind of minimizes their humanity too. To be like, mm. they're characters; they are not people. Mm-hmm. They're not employees or independent contractors. They're characters, which which these contracts can be broken at any yeah. moment on their side, yes. like during a pandemic where they let go eighty plus people over the course of two years. But yeah, 
who's unprofessional here. So you can take this out here, Matt. Budget cuts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He's he's buying a gold car. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Yeah. So that was the statement released during the 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 um broadcast. Um Asuka did go on to beat uh Becky using the green mist, love a good green mist. Um and to face Bianca at Hell in a Cell, which again, why? Why didn't we? Why wasn't this the creative? This doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and then of course we got like a flood of fan reactions. You got your typical, you know, oh they are unprofessional. Um, a lot of uh, fans like me, especially Black women fans, were pointing out that this is very race. Um, this feels r- racial because you've never done this for yeah. like it, we've had spats and we've heard about backstage m- misbehavior for decades now. And the the la- the only the last time that anything like this had to even come close to this was the Stone Cold Steve Austin walkout. Um, I know some people were thinking it was maybe a work. Um, I, I never thought it was a work only because like Havon said, that statement put a target on those women's back. They immediately got a flood of hate. Of course, you know, a lot of us try to counter it with love, but they immediately got a a flood of hate. They always get the like, oh, Sasha Banks is a diva. She walks out on everything. The old stuff is brought up. Even the old stuff that was discontinued. I mean, that, that, that was discounted. Like that whole her and Bailey crying on the floor after WrestleMania, which never happened. They jumped to that. They jumped to that. that Which was, again, it never happened. It's been proven yes. that it never happened. But people, mm-hmm. yes, they jumped immediately to that. Um, and it was just, it was a horrend. It was horrendous. I think I, I tweeted on like either, I think it was like Wednesday. When I was like, I just can't, I can't deal with wrestling Twitter today because, um, the when you're as a black woman, when you're seeing all these attacks against black women and people saying, oh, it's not racist. I straight up saw uh, a meme with uh people comparing Naomi to a monkey. So don't fucking tell me it's not racist. Remember SummerSlam? But, Remember when we went to SummerSlam and yes. uh, we, we, we overheard. So we're watching the Sasha Banks wow. Alexa Bliss fight, and as like you know, Sasha's coming to the, to the match, like people are booing Sasha, and I'm like, like this is this is wild. And then somebody near us was like, she's so ratchet. I was like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Going back to NXT, NXT, Sasha's ratchet. That was the whole thing. And they kept going and going and going with that. And it like so, <sighs> mm-hmm. don't come up under so my much- mentions or other yeah. black women's mentions saying that this yeah. is not racial. It is. We're seeing the post. If you're not seeing the post, you're lying to yourself because they're everywhere. And as people as as black women you know as black people but you know i'm talking from my experience like i can't keep internalizing that because when you're when you're scrolling through your twitter i'm glad that my 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 wrestling twitter is pretty well curated Mm -hmm. you know enough it truly is however there's stuff that sinks through there's also like all of those women that i follow quote tweeting dumb stuff and 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 giving them Mm -hmm. the business you know Mm -hmm. so we are being affected by this too you know what i'm saying like people will say it's not that big of a deal it is like you don't want to see somebody who is just like you being constantly attacked because you're you're catching strays too you know what i'm saying we're we're catching strays you're talking about black women as a whole and it is it was very frustrating and it was all week like sasha and naomi trended all week um I'm sorry, uh, Havon. Yeah. Did you have something you wanted to? No, no. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just agreeing with you. I mean, like mm-hmm. you've mentioned before. I mean, me and you, we've run it down before. I mean, yeah. Because <laughs> I've been saying, like, you know, this was a long time coming. 
you know, just because like, because I said, like, I mean, Mari can even admit, like, like with me and yeah. her first happened, I said, I was like, yo, do you think this is real? I'm like, or do you think this mm-hmm. is like some attempt yeah. at some interesting storyline? Right. Um, and I'm thinking, but it wasn't until the statement. I was like, oh, no, it's real. Like she said, once the target was on the back, once he was like, put the bullseye, yeah. it's like, just go right here. Aim for the neck. Once, once yeah. Vince basically did that in written form, I was like, okay, this is unfortunately real. Um, yeah. it's, Like I said, it's a long time coming because of all the things. Like, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm still not over WrestleMania 32. <laughs> like where Sasha yeah. should have won. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to bring yeah. out Snoop Dogg. You're going to have a whole entrance. Like, okay, this is going to set it up so Charlotte can win. You know, I'm still not over <laughs> yeah. the, the first women's Hell in a Cell in her hometown mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. loses to Charlotte mm-hmm. like that. Because, you know, because my thing is, I would always say tomorrow, I'm like, let's flip it because he would never do this to Charlotte. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like Charlotte is like, like we've said, she's like the Triple H of the women's locker room. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, so there's a lot, there's a lot, like we said, the WrestleMania 35 thing, just the whole, like, I don't even know how that rumor got started about her and Bailey crying on the side of like that. But the fact that that was not yeah. deflected by WWE, that wasn't squashed by WWE, they just let that happen. Mm-hmm. Just like, okay, we, we we're going to give you guys these titles. Yeah. You guys, and okay, we're like, we want to legitimize these titles. Like, well, we're going to give them to the Iconics. Oh, so I can understand someone, the other argument, like the Iconics, where they were a popular tag team, not a popular tag team, they were uh, an entertaining right. tag team, yeah. but, but it was like, you didn't even do anything with them. So you took the exactly. off them for no yeah. reason. For no yeah. reason. Even, mm-hmm. even go back to WrestleMania 32, you t- kept her off TV for months for no mm-hmm. reason when we're mm-hmm. getting Sasha pops when she's not there. Like you mm-hmm. have it yeah. in your face, Vince. When Trish Stratus was like, yo, I want to wrestle Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks was like, I want to wrestle Trish Stratus. This oh, is like Charlotte. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, are we watching the same program? Like, so yeah, this was like a like I, I will admit, like of all things, for her to leave, like this may not have been like the best reason, but this was one of many reasons. One mm-hmm. of many well, reasons. Yeah, and you have to, and that's the, but that's the thing. Exactly, that's the point. Because the thing is, like, it's not this doesn't exist in a vacuum at all. Right. It's not, and I don't even mean like in the broader context of like the black people and black women in jobs and in yeah, our world in general because that's a bigger yeah. conversation but the other piece of it is that there are so many different elements that Sasha and Naomi we don't know a, we don't really know what they truly said uh in these conversations and the thing mm-hmm. is regardless of what they said there's so much that underlies it like they just because I don't explicitly say to you, here are the ways I feel disrespected. Here's how, how, you know, you're making me uncomfortable or how I feel like, you know, you're treating the blonde white lady better mm-hmm. than you are. These black talent, incredibly talented, more talented black women. Yes. Like, yes. It's, it's like just because it's not said and laid out doesn't mean it's not a factor. And so, you know, it could have been Vince McMahon bumping into Naomi in the hall and spilling a cup of coffee on her accent accidentally and they walked out and i would have been like well you know what it sits on top of so much else that they did that it doesn't (laughs) even matter like the details of what happened this week don't even matter as much as the bigger picture and i will say one of the things that i've been so disappointed about in wrestling media shout out to sean ross sap and fightful but i've been disappointed that race and this conversation about blackness and black womanhood in wrestling or even just the idea that that might be a factor it's not coming up for most of these white people and these non-black podcasters and media people. And that's 
a problem because it should be a Big conversation. Problem. Even if they don't know, they should be able to say, this might be a factor. And so we're going to treat this story with that in mind. And obviously, like race is always going to be a factor in mm-hmm. how we're treated because like anytime any of us walk into a room, that's the first thing people see. Anytime, like it's always going to be a factor. There's implicit bias and explicit bias in all of this. And so, mm-hmm. woo, okay. I don't even no, know where we started. You're but, getting, uh, no, <laughs> no, you're right. Because, and it's also like but between it's, 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 it's just a big old ball of massage norm because like Ooh. the wrestling industry is is inherently misogynistic when it comes to like oh, yeah. not the the companies the fan base yeah. women like women will get get it 20 times harder than a, a man whenever when whenever we talked about this last week like when when CM Punk walked out when Daniel Bryan like you know well it, he never walked out but you know what I'm saying whenever they're seen to be wronged by the company the fans take their side but the moment it's a woman slash especially a black woman who airs out any type of grievances it's like stay in your place it's like you're a diva all of a sudden people are defending people who hate WWE as a corporation are defending WWE and targeting Sasha and Naomi and calling them all sorts of horrendous names like really sit and think that yes exactly that's the thing people look for these opportunities we've talked about this on the show before literally Um, we've talked about this many times on the show before but I know Mm -hmm. I've given the example of like you know it's like the type of thing where you know you might go into a as a black person you know you might go into a store and you're like you know forget about just being followed but you're like why are these people being so rude to me or mm-hmm. like why are they treating me like I'm a like I'm all these things that I'm not and it's because I think you know if you give people like the smallest inch like we really need to be perfect black women really need to be perfect or else there's going to be people who are targeting and attacking and saying you're lazy you're ratchet yes. you're unprofessional mm-hmm. you're this you're that and it, you're ghetto you're it's like it's like that is not even warranted. You just wanted to let your racism show. Yes. And it shows. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly that. So let's let move on a little bit. So, um, of course, we got the, I would definitely say that Naomi and Sasha got a lot of, um, they did get a lot of props from some of their, um, their former, uh, um, co workers and, and Shane, I think Shayna Baszler, um, who's currently employed. Did a little. I, I, it was a weird cryptic uh, tweet. Don't have Vince. Don't have Vince coming. He like for now. <laughs> yeah, was, I was looking at that tweet by the way them, too. Apparently, <laughs> what did she put? I was I don't know know what? It was a verse of something. Yeah, I was like, sure. Was Everybody like was like, pictures. yes, queen. I was like. <laughs> and his pictures of them doing like double team moves on her too. On and her, I was yeah. like, let me read this a few times. <laughs> yeah. but I she did that on purpose. purpose. She's like, I'm trying to keep my job, so I'm gonna hit yeah. up the Riddler and Dr. Seuss to make sure nobody can tell what I'm talking about. Could not tell it all. Everyone's like, happy. <laughs> like, this seems like she's supporting. Yeah. And I thought I was it was like, also you just posted the picture. <laughs> I thought the pictures were also apt too, because like you said, they're they're performing their tag mm-hmm. team um moves on her which when they you know were thrust into that tag team in february they literally worked on their tag team to be a effective tag team moves they they came up with a whole move set together to be a tag team to you know push this tag team division and you know you want them to not do that what you you wanted them to do is so stupid but yeah shana <laughs> 
I'm not reading that. I'm not reading that. <laughs> but go, go you don't want to read that paper. riddle? <laughs> you don't want to know. I think um, Mia Yim supported. I think I saw Dakota Kai, of course. There was a lot of support. Um, for her uh cm course, punk apparently CM punk. actually and i will say cm punk because i was like wait cm punk what did he say and he was just dragging matt cardona aka he former zach Ryder, who decided to make a joke out of it because he doesn't understand when to leave but stay out of it and mind his own business especially since matt cardona was all up in arms when peyton when when his his wife peyton got fired and was saying how she needed support but all of a sudden he act like you don't know what it is to fight up against a large corporation man go somewhere go somewhere but anyways um then we got an updated report the next day from fightful about what other sources said were the true events of that night. So let's go on and put, pull that up and read this. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Mari, start reading it. Oh, I was saying, did we, did we take it down? <laughs> like, Y'all better not read what happened. I was like, this is, uh, we don't have a producer oh, in no. the studio. It's uh, me Our right producer now, walked out. But... <laughs> exactly. They put Our the European belt on is... Matt's desk. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm like, I'm done. This was actually, okay. this was yeah. uh, Mike Johnson, I think, at Fightful Wrestling said. Um, P- lot- PW Insider. Right. Oh, it's PW Insider. Yeah, PW Insider. Okay. We'll I don't know if this out. is. It's always interesting. Okay, so this. Yes. Yeah, it's Sorry, it PW, is PW Insider, Insider yeah. but you know, there's like uh, another shout out to Fightful because they obviously have filled in a lot of gaps and in info mm-hmm. for different people. But yeah, this was posted by PW uh, PW Insider. Insider. Yeah, Mike Johnson, uh, on I- the seventeenth. On the seventeenth. So on this this Tuesday. So. Uh, This article goes to say, for those who have asked about the raw walkout, one version of the story that has been floated by several PWInsider.com has spoken with uh, is that originally conceived finish was that the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships would uh, champions would face off during the main event of Raw in the six pack challenge with Naomi beating Banks to end the match. So. We heard kind of rumblings of this the the Monday night. There's lots of like little rumblings of little things that we could never confirm. Um, it was said that Naomi would beat Sasha, would 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 pin Sasha. It was also said that Naomi would uh like pin um uh Nikki Ash at some point. But this seems to kind of been what's been floated out that Naomi was gonna pin Sasha to end that match, which doesn't make sense but anyways um pwinsider.com is that says that the original plan for raw would have been with seeing banks and naomi featured in two or three segments building up the idea that they would be facing off in the six-pack challenge raw would have gone off the air with the pair celebrating that naomi was going to face belair at the hell in a cell pay-per-view so it's kind of like you're teasing a breakup basically that's what Question i mark. he loves doing that stupid yeah um the conceived storyline idea was that naomi would then go on to hell and hell and sell lose to bianca belair ripped to that match i would love to see that match but not under these circumstances um there are some who believe that at this week's smackdown an angle would have been shot for sasha to wrestle and lose to ronda rousey likely at hell in a cell now this was the point where I was like, oh, if anybody's uncomfortable with working with somebody, <laughs> I would not begrudge Sasha for being uncomfortable to work with right. Rhonda, especially yeah. since we all know Rhonda gave Alexa at least three concussions. <laughs> so, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's 
look that up. That's true. Um, so it, I'm like, if it, if there's anybody, I would. I I've been saying it all week on this uh, uh, the last few weeks on this podcast. Keep my faves away from Rhonda, especially <laughs> it just does not make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I I feel when, as though it's it was it felt like more like okay, let's guarantee Rhonda a good match. Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what Sasha's used for now. Exactly, but it 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 it, it it doesn't make sense because you have Shotzi and Aaliyah right there who are who were battling who are literally in a storyline to fight Ronda, and either one of them can lose to Ronda at Hell in a Cell, and it'd be completely fine. But like Kavon, yeah. they they want a good match for Ronda because spoiler alert, they haven't gotten one since she came back. Yeah, so, yeah but holy like, crap. Thing- the thing is, like, you know, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me why they would want Sasha Banks to lose to Ronda just because, like, she's Sasha Banks. You could have and I would, you know, if I wanted to get anyone over, man or woman or whoever, I would put them in with Sasha freaking Banks because that's she's a star. Now, the it's a whole other conversation. The fact that they don't value her or Naomi enough mm-hmm. to realize that that's just using them instead of using them how they should be used but yeah i mean i get it because we were talking about last week mari about how like who's on smackdown like everyone's you said it everyone's running away from smackdown Mm -hmm. um and it's no wonder why but yeah i digress like this is messy yeah hold on I think I think my thing about it is that because I was discussing this with Mari is that my, the only reason like I would not want to see Sasha and Ronda because I'm like we've been there done that and it was on a grander stage yeah. at the Royal yeah. Rumble yeah. so I'm like so I'm like what could the stakes possibly be I'm like it's it's I'm like we've seen this movie and like the fact that Sasha has a tag team belt it's like I'm pretty yeah. sure y'all are not going to have her be a double champion I was like yeah I only want her to face Ronda if she was going to win obviously like you know the little bit of like oh that's because like that's my favorite female wrestler but I'm like make this different how could you possibly make this different than the totally. rumble i was like the the stakes mm-hmm. are lower the the stage is lower yeah. like it's, yeah. that's why like mari said rana has mm-hmm. not had a good match since she'd been back that mm-hmm. i did not like that royal rumble i didn't watch the elimination chamber match that tag team match oh my god the wrestlemania oh, match yeah. it was it was mm-hmm. it was ronda versus charlotte versus her charlotte's nipples who, <laughs> uh-oh. and you know who lost all of us we all lost <laughs> during that match um just just know um i i like you said shotzi's there there's other people there like start new things i actually thought the whole time i thought like i'm right there with you mari like i would love to see bianca belair versus naomi and that would have been like a nice like oh wow it's not these same three people you're pushing like maybe because like let's not forget when naomi was going against charlotte in that pseudo feud when she was with uh Sonia Deville um mm-hmm. people were cheering Naomi like people were oh, really yeah. getting behind her and I'm like yo people are getting over despite you Vince why won't you just <laughs> embrace it like that part. Mm-hmm. like it's just so because it's I mean, the black women it's it's the black women who are like and it's crazy because Bianca has had a meteoric rise and Vince has pushed her to the moon but it's like it, it, does he think there can only be one you know like you have your two you have her <laughs> she's the Highlander the two, yeah uh, and the, the tag team titles and it's kind of it's just kind of funny not haha funny but just ridiculous yeah. that like over on AEW, Jade has the the TBS championship, and yeah. they put her with um Kiera Hogan and Red Velvet. and Red Velvet, and giving the people what they wanted. Like people barely whispered, like we want these three black women to work together. And AEW, like sure, yeah. 
we have been talking about the Holy Trinity and Sasha, uh, Naomi, I mean, Bianca for like yeah. ever. How do you uh-huh. miss an opportunity to put them together, at least on screen? They don't even not like, even once. Not yes. even once. Just like, the visual. Really. Just that visual. Just would the be six oh six God. person tag match even. Yes. He has a quota though. He, let's not forget. Remember when Kofi, remember when the New Day, and I think it was Sasha, they all held their belts. It was uh, oh, for yeah. like Black Hairs. Yeah. And he was and, like, uh oh. And Vince was Vince got terrified and he took the belts yeah. off them like the next Every single one of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was like, Yeah, we can't have this. The quota's but, too. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah. we we said all that to say, like, um, but with with the Ronda thing, we said it last week. Shayna Baszler is right there. Natalia would be is right amazing. there, and it's the, Natalia. Those two, both of them, mm-hmm. they work with her. Literally, they've trained her. So if mm-hmm. you're if you want a decent match out of Ronda, that that's a throwaway match. Because let's be real, this Sasha Ronda match would have been a throwaway match. It's it had no build, no feud. It would be just for. Helen and Cell is in two weeks, and Sasha was going to lose holding her belt. So then, as tag champions, they would have lost to both of their champ, the the women's champions, basically saying the tag belts, the tag champions are just not as good as the women's champions. And then they would have no feud going on. And it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense when you have Lacey Evans is right there. I understand she she's just kind of debuting back. Um and they're mm-hmm. I don't even know they they they're advertising her almost as a face, but apparently she's on the heel roster. Like she could have been there to to face Bianca. But I say all that to say they've already been right. um teasing uh uh Asuka and Becky. So it makes you think, do they feel like they don't want to um, put down Oscar and Becky like they don't want Oscar and Becky to do the job to Bianca um, it may have been because even WWE sees Hell, Hell in a Cell as a throwaway pay-per-view that that's why that they're like let's do throwaway feuds and then book for money in the bank later you know it, it just none of this is it just doesn't make sense but anyways let's keep going on this Okay, so yes, uh, Sasha Banks would wrestle and lose to um, Ronda Rousey. So, so the women's tag team champions would have effectively been used to put over the Raw and SmackDown Women Championship title holders, which also don't make sense because I hate it. Both technically, Ronda is a face, Bianca is a face, Sasha and, and Naomi were faces. So you are going to have two yeah heatless matches. Oh, no gosh, heat stupid. on anything. Yeah. Just like, oh, we just happen to be in certain Bad creative. Here. Bad yeah. creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are told that at some point during the day, likely after the initial concerns about creative were raised, there was an alternative idea that would have been Banks and Naomi have a short tag team match instead and um, be beat down after to set up a different program. One source cited their opponents would have been Nikki Ash and Dewdrop, but we have not a hundred percent confirmed it. So this is what I heard. This yeah. is what um um uh, some other sources had had claimed as well. So and this is what Jim Cornette had had said in his um when on his podcast too. Um, Sasha and Naomi came to the building. They were told about the six pack challenge. They met with Vince. Uh, raised their concerns about the six pack challenge. They were then um, told that okay, we'll we'll do alternate plans. They went and rehearsed having a a actual tag match instead of the six pack challenge. They had rehearsed having the tag match, either losing to Nikki and Dewdrop to set up for a title shot at at Hell in a Cell or something to that effect. Um, and then after they had 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 uh, prepared that right before they went on air. 
maybe around that 7.30 mark, they were told, nope, that's going to be scrapped. We're going back to the six-pack challenge. And what it felt like is, from what it seems like to me, it felt like they tried to initially, basically trap them into the creative that they had already said that they weren't comfortable with, that they had already gotten the go-ahead to change. But then they were like, they're saying somebody said that they needed to lose their attitudes in the back, probably Laurenitis. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. They, they kept telling them that they needed to lose their attitudes and th- this is the direction yeah. we we're going. This was our initial direction. This is where we're going to go with, but it seems like for those few hours in between, they basically kind of like try to placate them and be like, Oh yeah, we'll change it. And they're like, cool. And they went that the rest of the day thinking that it was changed. And then right before they went on air. They're like, no, nah, it's going back to the six pack challenge. They basically yeah. effectively tried to trap them because they had also um, advertised it. And they basically wanted to pressure them into the creative that they weren't comfortable with. And um, Jim yeah. Cornette goes, goes about what happened backstage, like step by step. And he says, and after they had, um, you know, uh, talked to Laurinaitis or, or, or um, it was not resolved. That's when they, put their belts down and left. They left shortly after the broadcast started. So um, was there a second yeah. page to that? Uh, I think there was a second page to this Let one. Let me see if there's a second page there? to this story. But you know, the thing, one thing I would say, oh my God, this is a long story. But the thing I would say too <laughs> is like, there's so everyone, and this is a frustrating thing for me, is that everyone's so focused on let's break down the creative and how they were unhappy with the creative. But I mean, if I'm in their shoes and they're telling me that I'm, if I'm just receiving these microaggressions and not being listened to as it is, mm-hmm. like they've put up with horrible creative in the past. Right. And mm-hmm. so I just kind of feel like everyone's really in the weeds about the details of the story right. as opposed to like, uh, yeah, like they're being told they have attitudes. They're being told that they're mm-hmm. ungrateful, that they're unprofessional. Mm-hmm. I'm walking mm-hmm. out to, if you tell exactly. me those things in my job when I'm oh, yeah, when I'm that good, you know? Yeah. But what well, are they, what exactly? Are, this I can't believe this keeps going. It keeps going. So they were also said they were it were it's reported here that they were told that shortly before Raw, Banks and Naomi were informed by WWE producer Molly Holly that WWE was going with the six pack challenge direction with Naomi going over. <laughs> They, they try to send Molly Holly out there to smooth that out. out. Um, By the way, shortly- the uh, the other thing I saw is that it was not apparently it was. Oop, I'm gonna. Um, it's it wasn't Molly Holly from what I heard. Is that it? She was not the one who had to explain it to them. Is because she was oh, really? doing the other women's match on the show. So that mm-hmm. I think was discounted. I okay. I wasn't. I for the way I read it is. I think she just broke the news to them. I don't think she had any actual stake in what was going on it was kind of like i don't think that yeah i I don't think the molly piece of it's confirmed but like okay i could also see a world where they just are like molly holly probably the nicest like you could imagine and like let's just throw her in there as a victim exactly molly holly who was still a virgin went over to them (laughs) so So. proper and she's so innocent still she briskly walked Yeah. So shortly after that, they informed they informed John Laurinaitis that they were leaving. A PW insider is told that Vince McMahon was sitting at gorilla position, and he was told about the talents leaving. Um, like they did not tell him directly. He he found out. Um, and it said right after Raw went on air, they said the Becky Lynch Adam Pierce segment was pitched on the spot. Uh, they credit that Becky Lynch had the idea. And Vince McMahon ordered it to be shot. And then they 
they paced, uh, they placed it in the show to start explaining the change to the by now announced Raw main event. The belief among some is that the creative issues was not with Banks losing to Naomi, but how the duo would have been portrayed over the next several weeks, especially after they had put so much time into building their team. Once Vince McMahon had issued an edict that they would be teaming and winning the women's uh, tag titles at WrestleMania 38, and that after diving into building that team, they were going to wrestle each other and go off to put put over uh, other talents, leaving them exactly where, um, oh, leaving them exactly where, which apparently was the crux of the issue. The WWE plan looks to have been that the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship would have been downplayed until their next program after Hell in a Cell concluded. There, so that seems no to way. be the biggest crux. Here. But that's the, I just, I like disagree even with the idea that the crux of their issue is the creative not being good in this specific instance, because I mean, even just logically thinking about this year, if I'm Sasha, I'm probably more upset that my apparent mania match with Charlotte was taken off the table. Cause it looked like they were going in that direction mm-hmm. before Rhonda yeah. was plugged in. She and then, if, in that promo, and yeah. then if I'm Naomi, I'm thinking I'm having a mania match too, to cap off this major feud with, um, with Sonia, Sonya. that didn't happen. So I'm just like, yeah, I don't really believe so that this that's what specific th- instance is their issue. It's a lot building up it's, that it's, we've been talking yeah, it's about. The, it's the straw that breaks the camel's back exactly. because Jim Cornette goes on to say that it was exactly that. Sasha and Naomi had different positions before they shook up the WrestleMania card. And because of that, they then gave them, they said, okay, well, you can go and be a tag team. Like you, you want to do tag team wrestling, right. go and do tag team. They're like, yes, we can dive into this. They said, okay, we'll give you the belts too. And they were basically promised that when they became a team, that the tag titles, that they were going to be able to defend their tag titles, that they're going to make those titles mean something. So that's why they went into it with such vigor and they were so excited about it. But Mm -hmm. then of course, a few weeks removed from WrestleMania, they're now being told, Oh, Hey, remember we told you you were going to be able to like make the tag team belt a spotlight, how they were on both shows and all of that. No, for the next several weeks, we want to actually downplay the tag titles. We want you to lose and we want you to put over other people and we want you to deal with this. And also we won't have any long-term booking for you afterwards. Like, yeah, see this through mm -hmm. Sasha's point of Uh view. This is WrestleMania. uh, I mean, this is right before WrestleMania 35 all over again. Yeah, It's just like, okay, we're going to give you these belts. It's like, okay, we want these belts to mean something. Yeah, we got you. This is a shame that a wrestler has to fight for a belt to mean something in yeah, your company ridiculous yeah, yeah. and you know what she, the other- and she had a fight for the belts period remember her and bailey were the ones who constantly constantly asked for women's tag team belts before they were even introduced but i feel so, like i feel like like the other piece of it too is like yes they're asked like they're they have to push for what they want but just imagine you're in a job and your job your your boss is like okay here's what you're going to be doing like here's the project you're working on here your responsibilities oh wait let's switch that up let's keep switching it up and just keep changing it and so you're like excited about the direction you're going in you're getting invested you're sasha banks even and you know Mm -hmm. sasha is just so intense and really um really I mean, this probably applies to Naomi, but I just think of how invested Sasha is and how much she's like, okay, this is it. I'm going to be the best at it. Well, that's hard to do when you're constantly being told, you know, in January, here's the direction we're going to be going in. And then in March, maybe it's like, okay, here's the direction we're going in. And then in May, it's like, oh, but no, we're going to go in this other direction. And Mm -hmm. it's like, what are our jobs and why are you not 
communicating clearly with us when apparently you could have conversations with some of these men about, okay, exactly. here's what we're going to do to work your way to this big match to mania. And they don't get that, that same respect. They're not yeah. getting it. And so, um, before before we uh, respond to that, let's just take a quick break, break. and we will Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Matt, did you like that ad? That was a great I ad, wasn't it? I really appreciated that one. And by the way, let me just give some... Our ads are digitally inserted in right. codes. So, but I mentioned that because some people I've seen some comments, not even for our podcast, but other rappers podcast podcasts, where they're like, "Did you hear that ad about like mm, so like certain kinds yeah. of pills and things?" Yeah. It's like, no, you're getting that because those are tailored to you. So yeah. that was a good ad, but it was different for everyone. Probably don't don't tell on yourself about what ads you're hearing, though. Is my big advice. <laughs> great ad though it was great it was great having ad. sponsors and people so so yeah so like it again all of this makes way more sense to me than what was initially stated and i don't blame them because we've constantly heard vince mcmahon said reach for that brass ring we've heard how like you know yeah. uh brock wrestler brock lesnar had to wrestle him on a plane to get what he wanted <laughs> like we're constantly hearing all of these stories about how like vince appreciates when the talent steps up like he, yeah. he appreciates when the when the talent um talk but it, it's getting clearer and clearer that it's like he appreciates it if it's a certain person or if it's a certain yes. kind of wrestler or if it's like yes. you know that that's what it that's what it's coming down to so um before we uh kind of yeah. um uh, i guess not really well, wrap this subject up well yeah and i would i would just like comment on even what you were saying though is like mm -hmm. that's the other problem that I have with this situation is that, you know, we're okay with Naomi. We want Naomi to glow. We want her to be amazing. We want Sasha oh, to be shine. the boss. We want her to, and we want them to like own it and to have it and grab it and grab the brass ring until they do it in a way that we don't like. And then mm -hmm. you're wrong. Yes. So it's like this thing where you can't win because you really have to walk a tightrope that's impossible to walk because it's just subjective. Like, oh, I don't like that that's not benefiting me or align with what I want you yes. black woman to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm not happy about it. I'm going to drag you and bury you. And I'm going to, exactly. exactly. I'm going to go out of my way and make efforts yeah. to bury you. That's where it's like, yo, mm -hmm. you're using your company to diminish your own talent. Like why? 
it's and their power and their power and like i wish that i even i wish that we had like merch sale numbers because they did pull all of their stuff from wwe shop which i'm you know like i wish we were able to point to the fact of how ridiculous it is how they're treating them but i digress i don't want to hold mari back Mm. from bringing us forward no i was just gonna say we always we know that sasha is one of the top merch sellers like she's one of the top women's merch sellers i think it's her and alexa bliss that are right up there why Mm -hmm. doesn't naomi when she had the belt why was there not a glow championship belt exactly i've been saying that i'm just like i'm like yo mm -hmm. that that was Mm -hmm. i just needed to say that i'm like it's like things like that it's like yo you, you you say like oh yeah we want it to be a family show why won't you have a glow championship well that's different yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it doesn't. But we can have a spinner belt for ten years. And, for and if you let them tell it, she, you know, she glowed, glowed out that belt without telling them, and almost got in trouble for it. Now I think it was just a storyline for a total divas, um, but because you can't alter a belt without them knowing, there's no way. But anyways, um, yeah. So it it it's it's just been. It's been very annoying. It truly, <laughs> truly, truly has been um, very annoying. But once once that statement come out came out, I think a lot more people were like, "Yeah, this makes more sense to me than what they were originally the narrative they were originally trying to push." Mm-hmm. Um, because that original narrative did not make any at least, type. Of- at least anybody with a brain on the second. Yeah, statement. to anybody. Yeah, who, mm-hmm. anybody who wanted who wanted more answers, some more logical answers. Yeah. Um. But so throughout the week, we've we've basically gotten silence from Sasha and Naomi. Come to find out, there there are reports that their contracts might be coming up in the next yeah. few months, anyways. Yeah, I think Sasha's I'm like two months. I think it's like two months. That. Hers is yeah, like you said. I'm really? Like, Holy, that's what they said. Shiz. Yeah, they said two months for was it two months? Like they, I, uh, and I I don't know if we have the the source for that top of mind, but uh, or mm-hmm. like pull up. But yeah, I think they said two months for both of them or something like that was the speculation. And so. that maybe this was like leverage for the contract. I don't know. All I know is like. Um, and a lot of people are like, well, what happens? Like Sasha is already, <laughs> this was such a bad timing because directly the next day, I think it was on Tuesday, Sasha's appearance on Kevin Hart's um, internet YouTube show dropped and uh, his show cold as balls. And she was again, trending <laughs> for everything. And it just makes them look bad to like a lot of these casual audiences who are like, oh, she was cool on cold as balls. Let me go see. And then it's like, wait, what, what happened? You know? And it's just, um, it's just stupid. So. You know, she still has her open spot in the the Star Wars universe. She's talked about wanting to act after this. I think. If, I know. I, think, I, I wish. I, I mean, this is just a random plug. I just have to say it, Sasha. If you are listening, if I make it in Hollywood as a screenwriter, <laughs> if a paid screenwriter, I have this script. I want you to play the lead. I, I just want <laughs> the be, best timing for that. I wish I was mm-hmm. already in Hollywood. I'd like somebody when call her it. right now. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> when you make so much, it, Matt, when I make it. I would have like somebody call her agent right now. I'm like, well, in three months, Sasha, are you busy? <laughs> <laughs> Which, and if you feel that way, I can't imagine there's not a, uh, some other screenwriters that feel that way. Oh my god! So yeah, there she is. She's more than likely going to go to Hollywood. I think for Naomi, Naomi's been putting off starting a family for years by trying to finally get leave her mark in wwe like she's left her mark on of course a lot of us but she definitely said she just wanted one more like really big storyline feud and i think honestly i think the sonia deville one was it i thought it was a great 
feud and storyline. It right. was a horrendous blow off. Her blow yeah. the blow off was technically the the Ronda Saudi Arabia match? show. Yeah, yeah the Ronda match. Like, which was, it was got it got absorbed into another feud, which is so yeah. So yeah. that part truly sucks. But I think if if it comes down to it, I think Naomi just stay home, stays home for a while. Maybe, you know, I don't I don't know. I'm saying this like I know these people, but that could be the route that she goes to. Either way, if any of them were to if <laughs> James asked me the other day, um, if 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 Sasha walked into AEW, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, it's, oh I asked you that. Yeah, I, asked uh, you. No, it was you. I know okay, what I'm yeah. doing. I know yeah. what I'm doing. This is going to be an AEW stand podcast, except we're not going to talk about most of the show. We'll just basically be a Sasha Tell me everybody would podcast. not want to know that her promos for the next month alone. Like, <laughs> even those AEW wrestlers will be eating popcorn. Like, what is she about to say? You know, what oh are they about to gosh. say? I cannot believe Anyways, so so yeah, so we'll get there. Then, we'll cross that bridge when we get there because we might. Oh get god, there. I don't even want to think about it. Like I can't. But the amount of anxiety <laughs> I had this whole week, I'm like my my two favorite women's wrestlers are like not on TV now. Like my life is ruined, yeah. and I have to I, podcast about this. Yeah, I feel yeah. bad. It's it's now it's for me. It's I'm like it's up to Bianca. She is the only thing I really care about as far as that division. I mean, nothing against Oscar, but I'm like they definitely if they didn't use Sasha and um, Naomi right, they definitely. They don't. They do dirty by Oscar as well. That's not talked about very, enough. very much. Yeah. So, so I'm like Bianca. Please, like you know, the whole, it's all on your back now, and they're oh, not going to say it's on your back. They're going to say it's mm-hmm. on Charlotte's back, even though Charlotte's getting married. Somewhere, like, oh my god, yeah, how is Charlotte's Charlotte doing? <laughs> yeah, but, and definitely right now but, too. I, yeah. I need her to go away. I need her. I need her and Andrade. Like, go on the illest of vacations. Go on the honeymoon. I'll I'll fund it for you. Like, just stay there. Like, stay gone. <laughs> exactly. Bailey hasn't come back yet. Uh, yeah. I, I wonder if that. I'm gonna be real with you, and I'm I'm breaking oh, this snap. to Matt right here now too. Oh. I'm not watching now none of WWE next week. It's not happening. I'm not even. I'm not engaging with it next week. We'll see what happens surprised. to the show. <laughs> I will <laughs> say, by the way, I'll give a shout out. So we didn't this week. We didn't. I thought about it, and I was like, "Yeah, we, we don't didn't need post to questions. Ask questions. We don't need to ask yeah. people for questions." But I did get some messages from people about the situation. I was messaging Alex. Shout out to Alex, and I was like, "Honestly, we'll see what happens this because this is kind of a big deal." It's kind of a Rob, big deal. Forgot, Rob, we're we'll going to break our something. contract. Oh, no. Walk- <laughs> oh, no. Mari, we're going to be here. We're going to be here. Imagine. We will have a mm-hmm. show. Um, I, We might be talking about, like, you know, Desperate Housewives or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I mean, I'm pretty housewives. sure. But to yeah. go back to Bailey, I wonder how they're going to handle that. Because I mean, I'm pretty sure Vince called Bailey and Jimmy were like, yeah. yo, what's up with your girl? Like, you know, like, what, what's up? Uh-huh. Like, like I, he wants to know the info. But yeah, can you imagine that? Not even just the info. I wonder if they're going to rush Bailey back. Like, I I want to see. I think they're going to see what the ratings do this week. I I can't imagine they're not going to see what the ratings do this week, and then they're going to try and plan accordingly. I mean, oh no, they're gonna yeah. they're they're like so obviously they're just like let's throw everything on top of this. Let's give the Usos the undisputed tag championships <laughs> yeah. and call mm-hmm. them and and say that they're uh what is it making history and they're gonna throw Bailey back in. They're just gonna try to bury one. They buried Sasha and Naomi, but then 
bury the story with everything except who knows we might even see the rock show up just to direct just people's attention show. away <laughs> they'll be like uh yeah uh rock could you be here next week we we, exactly. we, need, we need everybody to come back we i hope every, he continues yeah. to pay them dust then i hope he continues to be like who what huh young exactly. rock is premiering on uh nbc <laughs> just out um but yeah so and we're saying this because on smackdown it was announced that Sasha and Naomi have been suspended indefinitely. Yeah. Michael Cole had to give a, a promo to camera of that he course. clearly did not want to say. He said they had let us all down. Pat McAfee was sitting next to him trying did not say, to make faces. Oh Pat McAfee Someone. was like, he injected himself with something and was like, just like, I'm going to be catatonic. I'm not going to look at nobody. I'm not going <laughs> to say nothing. Like, yeah. Oh my this, god. Oh, poor Pat. Is, <laughs> Pat looks like he's held hostage. <laughs> right, right, right. Really this kidding. is how you deliver news that you don't want to deliver. This is the difference between Corey Grave emphatically calling Sasha that is such a good, that is, unprofessional and and uh, Michael Cole having to monotonously read out a statement that even he, the man who shouts boss time at the top of every the man who's, second who's that... The, yes. He, he don't he's the one me. who tells us that he's the one who's... Who, we were just shouting him out like a month ago because he was like, oh, Sasha and Naomi are making history in all of these ways. Like that's that's been Michael Cole and Black Wrestling Twitter has been a fan of that. Uh, this mm-hmm. just felt like um, I just felt like this was a hate crime, actually, against <laughs> us. Like this is painful. It, it was. You, weird. What, what did he say? Like, I don't even know if we have the transcript. Like mm-hmm. we... We're all disappointed. We're all yeah, disappointed. Yeah, I sure him saying he, they let us all down. They I'm let like, us all down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really, before we hmm. before we kind of quickly get out of here, because um, can we, uh, Havan? Can you talk about the biggest thing that people keep um, comparing this to is the Stone Cold Steve Austin walkout back in yes. two thousand two. Um, can you enlighten us on what happened with that? So in two thousand two. Stone Cold, obviously, he didn't like the direction of his character um, for like a long time because obviously he was in that very transitional program with Jericho at No Way Out. Then he was in he did not want to be he was he wasn't a fan of like going against Hogan because he thought there was going to be a styles clash. Then they're like, okay, you're now you're going to be in a program with Scott Hall, which, again, he was not a fan of. Then he lost uh, uh, the uh, number one contenders match at Backlash. Well, by this point, he's in this pseudo like you know like kind of like they're having this new vince mcmahon feud with him and rick flair and eventually it was going to mm-hmm. transition that they were possibly going to do the four horsemen again and they were going to have it that crispin walk eddie grail arn anderson rick flair they're all going to be like a stable again now he did want that now i will say this to the listeners he did want to work with eddie he had not it had not been done before like as a like a main event type of feud but of but eventually they were just like well hey we're going to have it that brock lesnar since he's on the way up, we're going to have him beat you in a King of the Ring qualifier match on Raw. And where Austin was coming from, he was like, why would you just give that away on free mm-hmm. TV? He's like, that should be a big match. He, They were like, well, we're going to have Eddie cost you the fight. He's going to have you do blah, blah, blah. And he was like, no, I don't want to do that. And because like they were going back and forth and he was having uh, frustrations with the creative, he just was like, he just no-showed. And he's done that. He had done that a time or two before I want to say, did he do that the day after WrestleMania 18? Like he has no showed like once yeah. before previously, like when he was like not feeling creative and they mm-hmm. did the, and then they had the rock come out like the next week or that week. And then he did that infamous, you know, Austin 
can take his ball and go home. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was that, that's sort of that infamous thing. But yeah. So how did, how did that resolve? Did, did Stone Cold, was that, that his retirement? He never came back. He didn't come back oh. until 2003. And that was like, that was pretty oh, much his exit. Okay. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. when he came back. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he never had the, obviously, like things had to be scrambled. Like they had to turn Ric Flair face. He had a face, Eddie Guerrero, King of the Ring. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah, that was, that yeah. was how that fizzled out. Yeah. And you know what? The the other piece of this thinking of Austin is and just different interviews that I've heard from him. And honestly, at this point, 20 years later, like there are so many different interviews that mix. I can't point to just one, but like the the level to which he was in pain, the level to which mm-hmm. he was just going through it this whole time. And, you know, more recently, he probably talked about this a ton on the um, on the interview with Chris Jericho last year, I think that was. Um, but basically, like, there's so there's so much that these people go through. And one of the things that I just wanted to kind of bring from the Austin conversation into the Sasha and Naomi one is like these people are not only literally putting themselves at risk, like in terms of the oh, an accident, an accident could happen, and you could break your neck, or you could anything could happen. Mm-hmm. But like, literally. The I don't want to know what brain scans of wrestlers look like. Um, I don't want to. I mean, I like that scares me. I think about it a good amount. Um, they are harming themselves, and I I would say they are shortening their lives every Mm -hmm. single day that they're in the ring. And so, regardless of what is quote unquote professional, regardless of what you think should happen, regardless of who could take their ball and go home, and what, um, this is. Yeah, we can't tell them that they need to stay and do their job because clearly something's not right and they're not being valued in a way that that matters. But damn, thank you for that like overview of the Austin situation because it does put into perspective um, how much leniency he had. And yes, he was Stone Cold Steve Austin at a time when they had star, like they had a star at the top of the business as opposed to now where it's like Roman could get injured and go away and and they like, are the, so... It keeps going. It but keeps my... going, right? He, yeah. but I, I think the only... But, but nobody's at that. No. Still nobody's at that yeah, level. No, they, <laughs> and I, intentionally, they don't want anyone to be at that level yeah. where it's like, you're bigger than our company. Such a weird business plan that this man has. Because yeah. I'm like, because I'm like you said, like let's just say Roman Reigns. I don't know. He's trying to do a weird sex move with his wife, and then he trips, what? and he's like, yeah. okay. he's like, all right, I can't come to work for four months. Now Vince is like, oh crap, who could have foreseen? I'm like, no, you dumbass. Like we all saw it. Like, 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 like you should have pushed somebody. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. So, so on SmackDown, we also got Baron Corbin seemed to me did a oh sneak God. diss on Sasha as well that was just kind of like uh, what happened it, it was like a it was like a sneak diss something about a, he it seemed it seemed like he referenced what she had said on Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast about eating steak and stuff when he was talking about Madcap Moss but nobody cares oh, um and yeah, then nobody. they announced that when when they announced that Sasha and Naomi were suspended indefinitely they also announced that they were stripped of the titles and that there would be a tag a women's tag team championship tournament I called it the Nikki Ash and Dewdrop tournament because I'm like, who else could win that? Like, oh, anyone else could win. Uh, We just, there's no way. Like, I would not put money on that tournament for any teams because. That's what I'm saying. Like, like spin a wheel and then you'll probably pick out the teams for this this thing. It could be anybody. 
it's not a tournament if there's only two teams. Like, I feel like a two? tournament... And yeah, even even if he included the men team. in this tournament, there's still only, what, three teams? Like, this uh, is... Yeah, yeah I, that's, that's real. That's real. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Well, you're, gonna, you're just going to have Shannon and Natalia versus Dewdrop and Nikki. Like, what are you... You can't even... There's not even that many... There's no good... There are no teams down in NXT women for the for their tag titles because they broke up Indy and Persia like Wendy Chu is now with Roxy I guess because Dakota's gone like it's it, honestly oh, they oh. they should have just said that Sasha and Bianca threw the threw the uh, titles in the trash and burned them and then just yeah. get rid of them or, or, who did I say yeah you said Bianca oh uh, well see I, I, I black I, I I confuse all of the black women um, Stop it. but no no it's like they should have just said Sasha and Naomi just like threw them in the trash and honestly Bianca should throw her title in the trash and burn it too because um, <laughs> this is all trash it's, it's all garbage yes it yes, is yes. so that's it about the Naomi and Sasha any final anything else that anybody want to touch on um, Matt anything you think we may have missed yeah, I mean, there's so much. There's so much here. And I just think that there is, I feel bad for everybody who is having the conversation. I go back to the conversation about professionalism because I'll tell you, I was like this week because of this situation, I was like, oh, let me like dive into white supremacy culture a little bit more again, you know, yeah. brush up. I was like watching a, like an academic uh, um, YouTube like webinar that was hosted a few weeks ago that's like here's how white supremacy culture shows up in like certain workplaces and there's a lot I, I'll just say that if you think that your idea of what professionalism and how people should show up and how people should act at work or you know how they shouldn't act at work and how they should communicate is the right way to do it mm-hmm. that's I mean the one there's not a right way to do it, but this culture has kind of helped us or, or shaped things in a way that's like, you're not allowed to display emotion. You're not allowed to talk back when you, um, when you're critical of people in leadership, well then um, you're, you know, that's not okay to do that. And so there's a lot of stuff built in here. That's really racially charged and we've mm-hmm. talked about it and touched on it, but like, this could be a 10 hour podcast conversation. Probably we could probably get like a panel of experts and PhDs talking about this in an informed Mm. way. And I'm just glad we've had this conversation to touch on, at least start to touch on like the issues. Well, we'll be talking about this more because yeah. And the story is not even over is the thing. So we'll be back talking about this more and more and more. Just to Um, piggyback off what you said. Yeah. It's it's that whole ideal that okay if you are submissive and subservient that is yeah. how you show your loyalty mm-hmm. and it's and it's well, like you guys yeah. it's like you guys said you know they're ungrateful and it's just like like uh, them in particular they need to be happy that they get the opportunity to be here it's like why them in particular you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying you know what here's the, here's the one other thing i want to put out there because mari and i you know we talk about uh, other reality shows we talk about survivor and you know in the last couple of years there's been the diversity initiative with cbs to bring in just have more diversity on these shows and that's not only on the shows but behind the scenes and thinking of wwe Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful always post these lists of producers and I wrote down the list mm-hmm. and I'm seeing Michael Hayes, Molly Holly, PD Williams, Adam Pierce, um, Sean Devari and Arya Devari, Abyss, Kenny Dykstra, 
Jamie Noble, Shane Helms, Tyson Kidd, Joe Hennig. I think I saw Jason Jordan there. Um, and he is oh, yeah. the most melanin uh, out of the group. I was going to say, it's I was, like, if you I was have, like, this is like, a terrible crayon box. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, if you have that diversity in the room, you at least have people who will say, hey, maybe we shouldn't call these two black women unprofessional on TV. Like, maybe we'll be alienating our black fan base. If you have, so I just think WWE, number one, I don't know the demographics of their backstage area. I know that they don't have many people like us backstage. And I think they need to do better by actually having people backstage who could inform them to say, hey, maybe we should be listening to these black women or even still, maybe we should not be burying these black women, not only because of what it's doing, but also just how it looks and how where it's putting all of us as fans because it is alienating us. And we're having conversations about, can we watch this show? Will we watch it? Um, they don't want that. And if they want to avoid that, bring in people who like yeah. actually could make sure that you're inclusive in the way that you do things. That's that's the one thing I wanted to, to I, just I, mention. One last yeah, thing to mention please. on the thing is like if you are listening, like Sasha, Naomi, Bianca, even mm. though you're still there, we support you. Exactly. One thousand and we're not disappointed by you. We're so proud of yes. you and we're proud mm-hmm. that you stand up. And actually, you know what? Like that is so much in the legacy of black people and we could talk about the civil rights era, but also just day to day things that we have mm-hmm. this power of standing up and speaking up. And um if people aren't okay with that, well then maybe they don't know the history because we've been doing that, we'll keep doing that. That's why we're freaking here. We're speaking up. Yeah. That's yes. what's about exactly. exactly exactly that. So you guys both said it amazingly, um, but we have to go because we have a at IG Live we have to host soon. Um, but other than that, we did we did we did get Stephanie McMahon is on a leave of absence. Uh, not we don't know the story there. Like she 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 said she's stepping back to be with her family. There were rumors about well is is Triple H feeling right. not that well. But come to find out, he might have already been back in the office. Then there are reports that they may be getting a divorce because both of them have not been wearing their rings. Mm-hmm. Do- no, no comment. Yeah. No comment. I was like, That's like, we don't, don't make me go to Connecticut and ask questions. My thing is like, he's if I'm in Stephanie's shoes with everything that's gone on with their family, like if he's going back to work, I think i want to spend more time with my kids at this point or maybe like make sure that they feel okay so i don't know i it's none of our business like true but i I mean i I would love to i'll go to that thanksgiving i mean i would like you so what is what is going on in the mcmahon household (laughs) like yeah it's getting interesting and it's leading to like a lot of rumors just like okay stephanie's taking a leave of absence triple h has been completely knocked down from his duties of like yes. talent relations and in, in NXT and stuff like Still that. Still a big mistake. So they're thinking like, is will Nick Khan actually inherit this company once I have heard that and I'm it's becoming mm-hmm. more and more likely by the week. And if that's the case, Nick Khan Nick Khan Nick Khan may be the only person I would say who is worse than Vince McMahon because from what we understand or at least what they're trying to let us believe is he wants to be the big bad he's the man who's who's cutting all these talents yes and stuff like that so we need to like alert for that man's soul like that yeah Ken man like right like I was yeah like you said all those cuts all that that's all him that's all him from what we understand so 
Mm. Dark times. Looking weird. Looking yeah, pretty time. weird here. So honestly, um, though, it was looking. It's been. It was looking weird twenty been, years ago. It's been, right it's it's been, been looking, looking weird. weird. Yeah. Like honestly, but some. You know, sometimes you. Someday we might have to hit the eject button. Uh, I mean. We, We'll get there. We'll get there. We all know. Uh, last time Sasha walked, I walked as well. So we'll keep you guys posted on on what what we're going to be doing. Um, Havan, Sasha Stan podcast. <laughs> can Same. you uh, tell the the people where they can find you? Plug your plugs. If you have any plugs, plug them. Oh, um, you guys can find me on Instagram as Black Bruce Wayne. Yes, that Ooh. was available. I know. I got on the second <laughs> day of Instagram. But yeah, that's again that's Black Bruce Wayne. Um and then for my Twitter, it's bitter blurred um mm-hmm. on yeah, on Twitter, which is amazing because like I've I kind of like found like some nice inner zen and some peace. So I'm not really that bitter anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, <I mean. laughs> exactly. But so yeah, but yeah, that's where you guys can find me. All right. Um Matt, where can the people find you? I know I'm like a deer in headlights. Like, where can the people find me? Uh, you know what? I'm here on the wrestling wrap up. You could follow me, Matt Scott GW, for the different updates on the socials. And uh, yeah, and you know we'll be on, as Mari mentioned, on RHAP Rap as a podcast Instagram. So you could check us out at Rapgrams. Obviously, it will have happened by the time you hear this, but um, the recording should be there on the Instagram page. So watch whatever we had to say in the future and in the past also at the same time <laughs> right all right you can find me on twitter at mari talks too much that's too like the number two you can also find me um atlanta is wrapping up this week so me Chappelle, and latanya will be wrapping up the season finale of atlanta season three whoa boy it's been a long season that season finale was nuts. So go to post show recaps to either catch up on the Atlanta recaps or to um, uh, listen to our season three finale. Also, every Tuesday, uh, me and Sarah Carradine are bringing True Crime Tuesdays to RHAP with our uh, podcast Crime Scene. You can follow Crime Scene on Twitter uh, at uh, uh, Crime Scene RHAP. Um, and that's Crime Scene, like S E E N. R-H-A-P. You can also subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast at robhasawebsite.com slash crime feed. Uh, we took a break this week, but next week we have a doozy on Tuesday. A doozy. We reviewed Our Father, the Netflix um, documentary about a fertility doctor that used his own semen to inseminate uh, oh, um, no. his patients. Oh, yeah. I heard about this. And we wow. had an amazing guest, Jason Reed. Hilarious. Oh. This episode, hilarious. If you if you have not listened to a single episode of Crime Scene, go listen to this one. Go watch Our Father on Netflix and then go listen to this episode because it was so fun to um to put no. together and it was a doozy. And that's what will be dropping on Tuesday. Um, so of course you can always follow us on the Re- Wrestling Rehap Up podcast on Twitter at Wrestling Rehap Up. You can use hashtag Wrestling Rehap Up to join the conversation. You can also, if you want, reach out to us and we'll get you into the Job Has a Squadcast Facebook group where, um, a lot of our, the RHAP former patrons or whatever, um, not former patrons they didn't stop being patrons but wait a minute it it was formerly just a patron only style group but now we're just like letting everybody in i guess um that's where uh, we we cover your costs we cover your costs don't worry it's all good yeah 
that's where we uh we uh mine our our, our questions that's where we talk to uh, all the fans so just let us know if you want us um to get you in there but other than that Havan it was amazing having you like I said such a close friend and we this is normally us I don't I'm amazed that we kept it this short Havan like normally we're just yeah. talking like crazy <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. Thank you guys so much for having me. No, no thank you like, so much for being on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this um, really was an honor when you asked me. I was like, oh my god, I, I, I it, it was really special. So I, I really do extend. Thank you so much, Matt, for having me on board. So yeah, big shout. This, this meant a lot. If we continue, then hopefully we'll <laughs> we will be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. We will be. I'll be back next week. Not if Vince is anything. Vince is gonna. That'd be funny. If Vince was a listener. He's like, what are these three ninjas? <laughs> oh, where he, do they get off? Listen. <laughs> so uh, Matt will be back next week. Uh, until then, remember, wrestling is ah. for everybody, but not all wrestling is for everyone. Bye. And it's the truth. Throw him up, lay it down, just a Matt Amari. Wrestling little half-ups, gonna make it sorry. Feeling like the rock, cause I'm driving in Ferraris. And we coming every weekend, it's feeling like a party. Pull a Ric Flair, huh? Showing out like a Yonka Belair, huh? Best podcast, flush it in the air, huh? From the rings and we win it, don't care, huh? No cap. Throw him up, lay it down, just a Matt Amari. Wrestling little half-ups, gonna make it sorry. Feeling like the rock, cause I'm driving in Ferraris. And we coming every weekend, it's feeling like a party. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.